Welcome to the IMDb Journey podcast, where not only do we break down and analyse one movie each fortnight from the IMDb top 250 list, but we also do a variety of other things, including pod v pods, lots of trivia and games, lots of fun to be had, as well as we talk extensively about what else we've been watching, which is what we'll be doing on this episode. Hendo, how are you going, my man? I'm doing very well, Dean. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? Yeah, no, I'm... I'm pretty good, pretty good. Yeah? How's your week been? Uh, pretty good week, pretty good week. Haven't worked too much, which is always nice. How's your week been? It's been okay. I had to go to the dentist. Really? Yeah. I went once. It's not good. Man, it hurts. It does. They reckon you should go every six months. I nearly laughed when the dentist told me that. After going this time, I can see their point because I've got a lot of work that needs to be done on my teeth. All my wisdom teeth right in the back, they all got to come out. Like, it's my mouth is a little bit messed up. Oh, that's no good. See, when I went, and I hadn't been for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, they just said I had some plaque buildup, but everything else was fine. No, so I wish they'd said I that sort of, me. I sort of was just like, eh, I can survive another 10 years. It's not a good sign when they do the x-ray, the dentist walks in and goes, yeah, you and I are going to be good friends. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> Him and your bank account. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have an interesting story, actually. I was taking my kids to swimming recently, and we were driving along in a 60k zone, and out of nowhere, must have been some guy on his dirt bike. It was just fly. He flew past us at least a hundred k's, right past us on a dirt bike. On a dirt bike, must have been. Yeah. And he must not have anticipated that there was a roundabout coming up because he did he die? He bloody well looked like he did because he did you not stop? <laughs> <laughs> looked like he did, and away I went at sixty kilometers an hour. <laughs> he slammed on his brakes. The cars in the roundabout had to stop halfway. He put his foot out. He hit the bumper off the roundabout, went flying in the air like his legs were up in the air, hands on the handlebars, hit the next bumper. Sure he just wasn't trying to do a sweet trick, if bro? He, if he did, he actually pulled it off because he managed to balance himself back on the bike and probably out of sheer embarrassment, floored it 200 k's out of there to get out of there. Doing a wheelie? Basically. It was insane. He he must have shit his pants. What a legend. Good on him. <laughs> yeah, applaud. High five. <laughs> <laughs> So, if this is your first time listening to us, you obviously know where to find us. Uh, if you do want to get in contact with us, we definitely enjoy the feedback. You can contact us at IMDB Journey on Twitter, Facebook, Letterboxd, and as always, our email, which is imdbjourney at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you want to go ahead and leave us a good rating and review over at iTunes, we'd really appreciate that too. Dean, has there been any feedback recently that you oh, enjoyed? Oh, there was a great feedback we received recently. It was actually an email from Joe Banyard. Hey guys, big hello from the Forest of Dean in the UK. Just wanted to say I really love the podcast. I've been catching up with the previous episodes. When I discovered the podcast, I had only seen half of the films you'd covered and have really enjoyed watching the films and then listening to the podcast. I'm looking forward to being caught up so I can leave reviews and get involved in the Twitter polls each week. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you very much, Joe. We really appreciate the feedback. We look forward to see you voting for us on Twitter as well. <laughs> <laughs> and just quickly, we are available on Patreon for anyone who wants to help support the podcast and get some extra rewards and benefits we put out on there. We just released our first Patreon-exclusive podcast where we're going through the Wes Anderson films over there, and we just released Bottle Rocket. So if you like the sound of that, head on over to Patreon and help support the podcast. We actually have our first Patreon, and that is... Yay! And rightly so. He's been a massive supporter of the podcast since day one. So, so happy and so thankful to have you on board, Shane. And he's gone with the big tier, the, the, the number he, one. He has not the mucked goods. around. He's got the lot. <laughs> so, for the movie after Toy Story, Shane will be choosing that movie for us. He will also be giving us a movie to break down in the Patreon-only podcast. He gets to choose the draft for next time. He also gets to choose the five questions that we get to ask the next guest. So, he's got the lot. Let's see what he does with it. I cannot wait. <laughs> so before we get into our pod v pod number four, we're going to take a quick break here and give you a promo from the epic film guys. And we'll be back on the other side. The epic film guys podcast is a film comedy podcast with two best friends celebrating everything we love about going to the movies. We've got great beer, amazing guests, and quirky characters unlike anything you've ever heard before. Well, I just assumed you were drinking that chocolate stout that you were going to make with the cheapest crap chocolate ice cream in a Miller Lite. I remember being a young man and my mother telling me I didn't have a name because I was illegitimate. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> Never be sorry on the Epic Film Guys podcast. Never be sorry. 
C cut in, talk over. I'm sorry just every time I finish doing an episode. I didn't hear that, Nick. Don't bring it up yet. I'm not supposed to come out till like the end of the episode. Subscribe to the Epic Film Guys on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you at the movies. All right, it's time now for Pod V Pod 4, where we invite some of your favorite podcasters to battle it out in a variety of movie games. And for this week's guest, they may have an advantage since they're used to answering 20 questions and not five. It's Sam and Stacey from the Movie Reviews and 20Qs podcast. Welcome to the show. Hey. Oh, thank you. Hello. Yes, well, I don't think we've got much of an advantage. Uh, it's a little bit late here. We've had a couple of beers, so who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Excellent. So how you guys been anyway? Yeah, pretty good. What about you, Stacey? How you been? I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> yeah, we've been great. We've been great. We've had Fantastic. a little a slight bit of a break recently, haven't we, from recording? Yeah, we have. We're on a little mini hiatus. Uh, Stacey's um, works from home and she takes up the office that we normally record in. So that means that, yeah, she's been working late at night and I haven't had a chance to come edit podcasts and really annoy the shit wow. out of her. So. How selfish, Stacey. <laughs> How rude. I have to pay the bills. God damn it. So when you guys are recording, why don't you tell us a bit about your show? Yep, so our show is called Movie Reviews and 20Qs, and what we like to do is take a movie and ask 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. Typically they're comedic questions, but quite often we throw a deep and poignant question in there. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Some example questions are what flavour pizza is this movie, what character from this film clearly needs to get laid, what would the porn parody <laughs> name of this movie be? You know, real, real tough, hard-hitting questions that uh, not a lot of people would ask about movies. Yeah, I got, I got to say, guys, I love your show. You, you're one of my favourites. As soon as one comes up, it's insta download, yeah, insta listen. I'm it's the fantastic. same. It's, it's different. <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh, it's that's, awesome. That's so nice. <laughs> when we started out, we were like, okay, there's a lot of movie reviews out there, uh, podcasts and stuff like that. How can we make ourselves different? Okay, let's keep it 45 minutes so we don't bore the shit out of each other because Kiwis don't like talking for a great amount of time. Uh, and so, yeah, that was it. So we tried to. Uh, go out there and be unique and it's good to hear we've got some fans across the ditch fantastic alright so why don't we get into it let's go with our first game here which is our standard movie quiz pub quiz asshole and that's where each podcast will ask the other podcast five separate questions of different variety of genres and levels and a simple one point per answer and the winner is the person with the most points sweet alright so we'll pass over to you guys who do you want to go first uh, I'll go first Okay, so the first question we got here for you is Scarlett Johansson Films. Oh, my speciality. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who plays the nefarious Dr. Barnard Merrick in Michael Bay's The Island? Oh, shit. I'm so glad this is Sam. <laughs> oh, good. oh and I'm blanking. All I remember is Ewan McGregor being in it. I don't remember who the villain was. Oh, pass. Not even a guess? No guess? Oh shit! Who's a nah? No, no idea. Okay, uh, who was it, Dean? It was actually Sean Bean. Oh, of course! Oh damn it! <laughs> oh yeah, you knew that. Yeah. Just like Sean Bean's many, many deaths, it's all coming back to me. That's now. right. <laughs> all right. Uh, who wants to go first out of us? You want me to? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll go first. All right, I'm going first. Excellent. What was the first film to break a hundred million dollars at the box office? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's so hard. Yeah. I don't even know what decade yeah, it would have been. Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> so much so that people were lining up around the block to go and see this film, thus coining the term blockbuster. Ooh, um, is it Jaws? It is Jaws. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> well done. Awesome. All right, Stacey, this, this wasn't rigged, I guarantee you. It just happened to be that you're going second. We have a Nicolas Cage question for you. Uh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> For those I listeners, Nicholas Cage frequently <laughs> pops up on our podcast. Stacey absolutely hates him. So every podcast we have a question of how does Nicholas Cage? How would you incorporate Nicholas Cage into this movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is oh, this has got me so excited. Go, Stacey! All right, Stacey. Which is the highest rated Nicolas Cage feature film on IMDb that has over 100,000 votes? We put that in because at the moment it's actually Mandy from this year, but we wanted to make it a tad bit easier. So one of his more uh, more famous films. Which one's the highest rated on IMDb? Oh, it's a blank look. Ah, uh, yes, I'm feeling. I mean, we recently watched Face Off, and I know that. Oh, that, that's a good I film. Mean, <laughs> that would be a gutsy choice. <laughs> that's that's up there. Um, and you know what? I'm just going to have to go for that because I actually don't know many Nicolas Cage films. I try to avoid them where possible. <laughs> and unfortunately, that is incorrect. Ah. It's actually adaptation. 
Oh, true. Oh, I would have gone with leaving Las Vegas. I think that was oh. second, actually. Adaptation has uh, 7.7 on IMDb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> All right, Dean, you're up. All right. All oh, right. Oh, go first. Yeah. Right. I'm. I'm. Ask, I've got my question here. Right. <laughs> okay. We're very organised. <laughs> cool. So, um, okay, I'm going to list out three movies, and you have to tell me which one has the highest ranking on IMDb. Okay. American History X, Casablanca, Interstellar. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's not Casablanca. Uh, <laughs> oh, how high is it to Stella? See, uh, I, I usually do the top 250 updates, so <laughs> Dean's got a slight disadvantage. Just, I feel like <laughs> Interstellar is, is ridiculously high. I know American History X sits at around 30. I'm just wondering if Interstellar would be top 30. I feel like it is. I'm going to go Interstellar. Well done. Very good. <laughs> yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah. They are actually really close. No. They're all in the 30s, those ones. Yeah, I know that uh, American History X and Interstellar are like almost back to back. So. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What a cheeky little question. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought IMDb um, podcast, you guys will know this well, stuff. Well, I, I got it, didn't I? Yeah. Show you yeah. very smart. <laughs> All right, Sam, you're up. Okay, in the category of dramas, which Harry Potter alum stars opposite Rachel Weisz in the 2005 drama The Constant Gardener? Oh, my God, I can't believe I haven't seen that film either. <laughs> Harry Potter alum? Um... <laughs> Shit. Am I allowed to say something? No. Is... Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know the answer. <laughs> Oh man, I'm fucking blanking. Um, Is that the one that she stars in with Daniel Craig, her husband? No shit. I oh, know it's what's his face, isn't it? It's um, guy as this, Ray Fiennes. Very good. Oh. Wow. Oh, Get. I was trying. I, was, I had his face in my head, but I was like, Fuck, what is it? What is it? What is it? Yeah, there we go. Nicely done. <laughs> nice. Not bad. All right. So that's uh, one all so far. No, two. One, two. We got two at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my turn for the question. So, Julia Roberts very famously played a prostitute in Pretty Woman. Richard Gere actually also played a prostitute, but in what film? Yikes. (laughs) Richard Gere is not my strong suit. I'm pretty sure I know this. Well, it's a shame you're not answering it. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Letting us down again, Hendo. That's how it is these days. I wouldn't even know where to start. Ah. I've been chastised for taking too long on these things sometimes. That's fine. I, I just took a whole bunch of age to remember bloody yeah. <laughs> Lord Voldemort's name. I was like completely blanking there. I can only think of two Richard Gere films and I guarantee you that it's not, <laughs> he's not a prostitute. You can ones. only think of two Richard yeah. Gere films. I can wow. think of Chicago and Runaway Bride. That's all I can think of. Oh, and Primal Fear, but he's not He's not. A, he's not a good hooker in that one. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he's definitely not a hooker in Runaway Bride either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that why she ran away? <laughs> that would make a lot more sense. <laughs> no, I, I mean, pass. American Gigolo. Oh, man, no, I was never going to get that. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but for some reason I didn't know that. No, good question. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's stuck in my memory and I've got no idea why I'm remembering male prostitutes, but there you go. It's <laughs> stuck in there and what do you know? All right, uh, Stacey, this is, this is a rough one. <laughs> I apologize in advance. Okay. This is Hit me. this is Oscar films. <laughs> what 1951 movie garnered Oscar nominations for Catherine Hepburn, Humphrey Bogart, and director John Huston? We saw this about three months ago. Um, yeah, and it was the one that I found really boring and fell asleep. Oh. Isn't it? Did you stay awake for the title card? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It's something to do with Africa. African Queen, the Whoa. boat that they were on. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Oh, unreal. For those of you that haven't listened to our podcast, Stacey is notorious for watching a movie within five minutes going, I don't remember that film. So much so that if we watch a movie again, she'll get about 45 minutes into it and go, wait, is Bruce Willis dead? <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, hey, yes, hey, hey, hey. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen this. <laughs> no, no, no. The, these ones stick in my mind because we watch a classic movie every Sunday. So it's good. It's like a contrast to all the MCU. Well, that worked out very well for you then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that, that was a, I thought that was a no chance. I asked, I asked that to Dean and he but, just had yeah, absolutely I no, had idea. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so 
I don't know. This might be really, this is even harder really than easy or really hard. <laughs> it's like easy if you know how kind of question. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is a hark back to our first ever podcast episode. We reviewed the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh no. Uh, if this is Ghostbuster I'm... related, I won't get it. <laughs> oh no. Um, what creature you... do they bust in the 2000? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I feel this is a little bit mean. I didn't realise um, the, the point system. But anyway. Um, ah, don't worry so... about it. He'll, he'll, worry. He can do it. He can do it. Okay, okay. So can you name the four female leads? Oh, that's it. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> The four okay, female. maybe just two of them. Maybe just two of them. Yeah, just two is fine. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. Are you asking for the characters' names or the or the actresses? The actresses. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Come on, Dean. You can do this. Yeah. You could... Seriously, you can't do this? Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me... If you've seen the trailer, you can probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> is Melissa McCarthy one of them? Correct. Yes. Okay. Is a Kristen Wiig? Yes. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Come on, don't, don't be soft. It's the other two. I would not have a clue the other two. It's, I can picture them. I can't. I don't know who they are. It's Kate McKinnon and Leslie Rose, I'm pretty sure. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones, yes. all right. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Good crew. You, you got it, pretty much. Awesome. <laughs> well done, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. No worries. <laughs> um, so what's, I haven't even keeping track of the score. What is it? Two, two all? No, I think no, we've got oh, three. Oh, no, three. Yeah, three to us, two to use. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's about yeah. right, yeah. Cool. All right, it's time for a collaboration on your last question here. And we've gone with rom-coms. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right, who plays the surfing instructor in Forgetting Sarah Marshall? <gasps> Is it Paul Rudd? Very good. Uh-huh. Nice. Good collaboration. Sam. <laughs> That's how we collaborate in our relationship. I, I say something loud, and if it's right, great. If it's not, I get fucking told about it later. Yeah, pretty much. That's Just gotta true. take that chance. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is for the win, Dean. Don't stuff it up. Okay, we've got a great collaboration one for you guys here. Brad Pitt has been in at least seven films that have a number in the title. Can you name six of those films? All right. So obviously we 12 start with... Monkeys. I was going to start with seven, but we'll go with... A, seven. Okay, so 12 Monkeys is seven. Seven years in Tibet. Yep. Oh. Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12, Ocean's 13. Oh! oh. Woo! <laughs> well done. What was the seven? Uh, the other ones were Sinbad, Living of the, Legend of the Seven Seas, oh, no and uh, 12 Years a Slave. He was also oh, in yeah. less than zero. Yep. yep. Yeah. And are we going to count Deadpool 2? Oh, yeah, Deadpool 2. His appearance. How could you not? <laughs> Spoiler alert if no one saw that yet. <laughs> oh, come on. If you haven't seen that yet, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> All right. So we cleaned that one out just at the end there, pipped it right at the, at the mark. Well four, done, guys. Four, four to three yeah. victory. Four to three, yeah. <laughs> Nice, and we made you work for it too. Yeah, you did. That was a good one. <laughs> feels feels earned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our next game, which is called... Wait a minute. Don't I know you from somewhere? Where we each have picked three actors or actresses, and the other podcast has to guess what their four movies on their IMDb known for list is, and one point for each right guess. Okay. Awesome. We'll go first this time. We'll, we'll answer. So, Dean, you want to go first? Yep. Oh, I went first last time. So yeah, I'll go. go first. All right, Dean's going to go first. Okay, so we're going to start off with one of New Zealand's formerly favourite children that we now claim as an Australian, Russell Crowe. Ooh. Famously born here and now an Aussie. What are his top four films? Okay, I'm going to go Gladiator. No? <laughs> yes, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah that's correct. <laughs> yep. I'm, glad- I'm Gladiator as well, yep. Uh, uh, so Gladiator is a beautiful mind there. That's correct, yes. Is LA Confidential there? That's correct. Oh, almost got the full oh. sweep. <sighs> okay. We haven't had a clean sweep yet. I'll go... I'm thinking maybe Master and Commander, but I'll go with Cinderella Man. Oh, no. It was the film in which he was convinced he could sing. It was Lame as a Rob. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yep, yep. All right. Who's going to go first out of you two? Um, Stacey Wool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's get this over and done with. I'm going to be crap at this. So. <laughs> All right, we've yeah. got an actor here for you, and that is Christian Bale. <gasps> um, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, he's been in a Batman movie. That's the one where he flipped out a. Eh? 
behind the scenes. <laughs> She's managed to combine the two minutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> trivia with... Okay. No, wasn't that. Was he in the... Oh, far out. <laughs> this is so hard. You started I need off on the right track. Uh, I'll, I'll help you there. Batman something or other. I don't know which one. Which ones. <laughs> um, oh, I love you. Oh, this is so bad. <laughs> what else has he been in? I don't really like him. He could be another Nicolas Cage. Um, what, awesome. Maybe... Uh, Mm. Was he in The Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, The no. Big Short. Big Short. No. Oh. He was, wasn't he? He was in one of those oh, movies. Jesus Are you picking any of these films? I don't even know Christian Bale movies, let alone his top ones. I think we might have to pass. I think yeah, we're, okay, we're pass. We're experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, okay. I'll, be, I'll be fair. I, I, you, did, you did say... The Batman movies. I'll go. I'll, I'll let you have all three of those and the Big Short. Okay, so you get you get two out of four there because it has the Dark Knight <laughs> oh. and Batman Begins on there. So oh. I'll give you two points for that. The other two were American Hustle and The Fighter. Oh, which both I haven't seen either of those. So, phew. Thank you. The That's Dark Knight okay. being a film that she tells me to shut up about, and we've watched several times. <laughs> oh yeah. Whatever. <laughs> all right, I'm up. Let's do it. Um, oh, okay, my turn. Oh man, this is a toughie. I'm so sorry, but um, <laughs> Meryl Streep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, do you know who Meryl Streep is, Hendo? Uh, she sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. she's been in a couple of I films. I think she's been in a couple of films. Uh, I'll start with The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Now, do I go old school Meryl? I'm going to take Out of Africa. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Good get. See, I've said two answers so far, and Dean has given me the foulest looks on his face. <laughs> and then when I, I don't have a foul look. The look on his face when they're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to go old school Streep again. I'm going to go Kramer versus Kramer. Oh. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Why would you pick that? Ah, uh, shut up. There is another old one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I'm going to go the deer hunter. No, unfortunately. Oh, well. So many choices. Um, okay, so the other two that were listed there were Doubt. Ah, uh, okay. Um, which I haven't heard of before. And the other one was August Osage County. Nah. Ooh. Nah. Okay. Tough. That, that was all I was getting. Mm, yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, Sam, you're up. Yep, ready. All right. All right, we'll go Jeremy Renner. Uh, the Hurt Locker? Correct. I'm trying to think whether it would be in one of the Avengers movies or not. Uh, I'll go uh, the first Avengers. Correct. Yes. So, so glad you didn't say Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was nothing in that. <laughs> uh, I'll also go Avengers Age of Ultron. No. Damn it. Uh, and then recent film Cold River. Was he in, Was that the name of it? What are we going to do? Are we going to give it to him? <clears throat> are we going to be nice? Are you, are you sure it was Cold River? <laughs> no, it's not. I've, oh, I've forgotten the name of the fucking film. <laughs> yeah, I'm blanking. What was the name of it? <gasps> ah, close enough. It was, um, it was Wind River. Wind River, that's oh. the one. Shit. We'll give, we'll give it to you, okay. Sam. We'll give it to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and the fourth one was The Town. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, Baffles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Baffles is Ben Affleck. Of course. <laughs> 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 all right. So we're tied up here. Five all heading into the last round. Exciting. All right. Let's collab, Dean. What are we, what are we getting? You guys are getting someone similar to my own namesake, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, okay. So, uh, obviously... It's got to be Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Correct. Okay. Do you reckon there's a Star Wars on there? Oh, I don't Do know. Come, you want to come back to that one? We'll come back. Okay. As if we get desperate. Uh, Die Hard 3? Really? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm what, about, what about um, Unbreakable? Uh, no. Okay, it's fair. It's yeah. fair. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. Uh, no. The, the Hateful Eight. Yeah. 
All right, come on. All right, what are we, we going to do here? Uh, <laughs> what do you want to go? You want to go Star Wars? Which one? Uh, the third? Oh, I'd say the third one, probably. No, he's, no, he's in more of the second one, isn't he? I think he's more in the second one. Do you want to go Attack of the Clones? Okay. All right, let's do it. Uh, Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Incorrect. Ah, shit. Okay. Um, do you want to go Die Hard? 3? Yeah, we'll go Die Hard 3. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Also incorrect. Oh, shit. Do you want to... Double down with Tarantino and do Hateful Eight? No, I really don't want to, actually. What's Jackie what? Brown? No. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> we'll snakes on a plane. Oh, yeah, we can do that. He's definitely known for that. All right, we'll do Snakes on a Plane. I've got to hand it to you. The final three films are Hateful Eight, Jackie Brown, and Snakes on a Plane. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We ought to get two there. Okay. Uh, all right. For you guys. You need to three here to win. Lab on. Oh, let's go. Let's do okay. this. No pressure. So, Sam, you, know, up, Sam. you know how to collaborate. Oh, you're here. Oh, okay. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll go Matt Damon. <sighs> it's got to be the Bourne, some, one of the Bourne movies. I reckon one of the Bourne movies. I also reckon Goodwill Hunting. Yep. Uh,. What else do we reckon? Uh, then it's going to be something stupid like Elysium, Elysium or whatever. It'll probably be something obscure like that. I've never heard of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no one it? else did. No how one can he, How can he be known for it? <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's all three Bourne films. What else has he been in? Like The Green Zone? No, it wouldn't be that. Um, tell us Mr. Ripley, maybe? The Departed? Ooh, and The Departed. Shit, that's a good shout as well. So how are we going to narrow this down? Yeah, I'm furiously writing down notes that don't make any sense. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Born, Born movies, The Departed, Talented Mr. Ripley, Goodwill Hunting. Talented Mr. Ripley, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, we'll go. We'll start off with Goodwill Hunting. Correct. Awesome. Uh, we'll go first Born movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with the Born Identity. No. Ah. All right. Uh, gotta be, gotta be the, de- oh. or the Departed. What do you want? Mm. Oh, uh, up to you. I had to say, Talents of Mr. Ripley. Very good. Yes. Woo. All right, last pick for the win. Yeah. Oh. Do we go with one of the Bourne movies, or do we go with The Departed, or am I completely blanking on all the movies that old Matt Damon has been in? What do you think? I th- just go with The Departed. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll just go with The Departed. Very good, you got it. Oh, yes. well done. <laughs> oh, I feel good. <laughs> the last one actually wasn't a Bourne movie. It was The Martian. Oh, oh of course. course. Oh, oh, I actually yeah. enjoyed that That's movie. That's right, Poot Potatoes. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> Holy hell. Oh, so hanging for you to pick a Bourne movie yeah, then. Like, Please pick yeah. Bourne again. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very good, you got us. Awesome. All right. Yay. So, heading into the last game here, we got one apiece, so I guess we're going to let the listeners decide who's who's victorious this week. <laughs> yes, awesome. Yay. And that being said, it's time for our movie draft. And for this week, you guys chose a theme, and it was two-word movies. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. You quite often see drafts of... Best movies that only have one word in the title, but we wanted to mix it up. I know you guys are doing Toy Story, which is an, an amazing film. It's got two words in the title. So, yeah, movies that have two words in it. Fantastic. All right. So, who do you want to go first out of you guys or us? Mm. <laughs> You're in sync. You guys go first. Yeah, you guys go. Yeah. yeah. All right. And who do you want to go first out of us two? Okay. You go, Dean. Dog. Oh, what, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, for my first pick, I'm just going to take a little old Pulp Fiction off yeah, the board. Yeah, it's not Sam. We gave it away. <laughs> oh, <for> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to be nice. Yeah, we're trying to be nice, and that's broken me. That's absolutely broken me. For the record, I was picking that too, so you were stuffed either way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, who's going to go first out of you two? Uh, Sam. Yeah, I'll go, and I'll go with an equally awesome male movie. I'll go with Fight Club. Very yeah. good. That, yeah, good that, was, that was my next one. Excellent. All right, uh, Stacey, you're up. Okay, so my next pick is going to be The Matrix. Holy shit, well done, girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
video, Sam. Didn't we say you can't do the movies? Hold on, hold on. Judge's ruling here. Oh, oh, no, no. I thought we revoked it. I thought we were just going to make it... What? What? Sorry, I thought we'd make it easier and then just... It could be the movies. We can scrap that out if um, you want. We can, scrap, we can scrap that because yeah, we've we'll got it. other backups. Yeah, we definitely yep. went for none that had that in it. Okay, sweet ass. <laughs> I have screenshots, Sam. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, no, no, that's all good. <laughs> that's all good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. We've, we've, yeah, we're all good. Cool. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> nice try, guys. <laughs> yeah, it was with a crack. <laughs> okay, all right. So so my my first pick is American Beauty. Oh, okay. good work, Says. Nice. nice. Okay. My pick is going to be Taxi Driver. Oh, nice. that's a good shout. All right, Dean, what's your pick going to be? Uh, I'm going to take Toy Story. Oh, cute. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, you're up. Uh, I am going to go with Die Hard. Yeah, that, w- that would have been my next one. Very good pick there. Solid, solid pick. Thank you. Such a great film. All right, Stacey, what's your next pick going to be? Okay, so my next pick is Schindler's List. Very good. Very oh. good. Oh, Stacey, you're like surprising me here. I was waiting for <laughs> bloody miscongeniality and <laughs> well, I wanted to I wanted to put a mixed bag in and, and <laughs> see what happened. <laughs> oh good girl, good girl. Okay, my last pick here. There's so many good ones. Uh, yeah, that's what made this even like way harder than I expected, eh? I've got about forty on my shortlist. Yeah, and yeah. so many genres too. Okay. I am gonna go with Jurassic Park. Oh, and you just got the Billy Dunham vote from We Watch the Thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been AI. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I love that episode, by the way. That was hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, boys. We'll stop making fun of you. <laughs> no, please don't. Please absolutely don't. <laughs> All right, take that back. All right, uh, last pick for us on a collaboration, Dean. What are you thinking? Um. All right. Well, we can't say too much because they've still got to have a pick, don't they? I'm I think, I think we've got to run it down. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I don't think we're giving them new movies to pick from. All right. Well, I don't... I, you got to go for a bit more variety here. So, uh, you know, I'm going to pass on all the Tarantino, Scorsese, all those films. Uh, I was thinking an old one, but no, nah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. He's nah. Just, nah, Dave Brush, he doesn't even, don't even consider it. Well, we're, look, we're looking at Citizen Kane. I'm like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> Let's go something that people actually enjoy. Um, all right, I think I think we should go with Spirited Away. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm good for that. Because we do have we do have crowd friendly picks with um, Jurassic Park and Toy Story. I think Spirited Away is a good wild card. It is a good wild card. All right, we're going to take Spirited Away. Excellent. That was definitely on the shortlist. Nice. All <coughs> right, last one for use. Now, Quentin Tarantino is a goldmine of two word titles, and I am looking at. Reservoir Dogs very sexily at the moment <laughs> as sexily as I've looked at a movie uh, also looking at yeah I mean you guys mentioned Citizen Kane a couple of those classics like Seven Samurai and Rear Window are big favourites yeah Blade Runner is also one of my favourite movies mm. what do you got Stace? Mm. a couple of my top ones which we haven't bought in Wonder Woman Face Off <laughs> and uh, no and Get Out oh Get Out is a good movie so I'm not sure we're all over the place here. <laughs> you go, you go, you we've, make the call, Sam. Ah, oh, it's tough, man. We've got Fight Club, Schindler's List, Die Hard. What was the one you? Was American one? Beauty. American Beauty. Kind of across the board. Um, we need the female vote. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, shit, do we go that. classic movie? Like, do we go Blade Runner classic, or do we go? Real window, classic, classic. Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Famously, a podcast we're doing soon. Um, <laughs> shit, yeah. I'd really like to go Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, let's do it. If we yep. can't get Pulp Fiction, we'll go with the other, the other awesome Tarantino film that is Reservoir Dogs. Yep. We'll pick All that. right, no worries. So this is going to be a good one, I reckon. Our team is Pulp Fiction, Taxi Driver, Toy Story, Jurassic Park, and Spirited Away. And the Movie Reviews and 20 Qs podcast has Fight Club, American Beauty, Die Hard, Schindler's List, and Reservoir Dogs. Very, very good drafts, I must say. Oh, yeah. I'd equally sit down and watch all of these movies right now if I could. Damn right. Yeah, hard to compare. It's going to be tough. 
Yeah, I reckon it's got to be a lot more tough than your guys' Spielberg draft. Is you know, <laughs> throw more shade on the We Watch the Thing guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys might only lose by about a couple of percent this time, and not the old thirty percent they used to. <laughs> Billy, who's famously a crier at crying during movies, is now probably crying outside of movies. So, congrats, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was tough. You sent me a few messages saying, "Can you please vote for me?" I was like, "Mate, I only got one vote." Sad. Oh, the truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so we'll put this poll up on Twitter about 24 hours after we upload the episode so you, the listeners, can go out there and vote for who you think has the best draft. Obviously, it's us, but, you know, I'm not going to judge. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's going to do it for today. We uh, want to thank you two for coming on. It was an absolute blast, this one here. Oh, thanks to you guys as well. I've had a time of my life. Yeah, thank you guys. This is really fun. Yeah. Well, I definitely have to have you on again. Well, uh, oh, it's been so good, guys. Regardless of who wins here, we'll have to have you back on for a rematch. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, New Zealanders are really good at winning things over Australians lately. So, yeah, sweet. You guys will yeah. probably have to re-challenge us again, I reckon. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, hopefully we do a bit better than Paul and Wayne on their latest countdown. <laughs> oh, see, they're dicking me at the moment. They're absolutely destroying our team. I, I know, on I did see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, less said about that, the better. I'm definitely going on with a different uh, co-host next time, much as <laughs> cause of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World being a sorted sorcery movie. That was a Completely bit rough. Controversial, controversial. <laughs> no, yeah, technically there's a sword, technically there's magic in it, but yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why he's not in this podcast. He would have drafted who knows what and during his chance, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, it would have been a clean sweep for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, where can the listeners find you guys? Yeah, you can find us everywhere. If you found this podcast, you can find us. You just search for Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, and the 20 is spelt with the numbers, so two zero. And where else can they find us, Dave? Uh, Twitter at Movie Reviews In. You can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. And we've also got an often neglected Facebook page oh, yeah, that we Facebook. occasionally go on. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if you check out our show, it uh, doesn't matter if you've seen the film or not. Yeah, we barely even talk about the film. We just use it as a launching project to go into some pretty fun, weird conversations. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah, highly endorsed by us. If there's someone out there who's listening to us that aren't listening to you, you got a problem, okay? <laughs> get get on, the, get on the Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. They're fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks again for coming on and we'll have you back on soon. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys. All right, now it's time for... Answer my question! The question, jerk! Where the question we ask this week is, what film off the top 250 list are you most ashamed you haven't seen? And once again, we got a lot of responses, a lot of different responses. Which is good. Yeah, shows a bit of diversity. A lot of diversity looking at these lists. We have one here from Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast, said, Once Upon a Time in the West for sure. Shame. Yeah, you definitely need to go and see that, Paul. I highly recommend it. Yeah, since your recommendation relationship is so goddamn strong. Oh, it's strong. <laughs> we watched a thing, said, I really need to get around to Memento at some point. Shame. Gidget Von LaRue has said, never seen Das Boot. Shame. And I have, and I don't recommend that one. I have, and I do. It so is so boring. Shut up. <laughs> we'll get to that in the future. Can't wait. JD, the In Session Film Podcast, still needs to see Amadeus. Shame. The Brocast podcast said they need to see Pulp Fiction and Fight Club. Wow. That deserves a double. Shame. Shame. Mackenzie Lambert says Amelie. Shame. TJ from Movies with the Misses says they need to watch The Thing. Shame. Josh Rain said City of God. Shame. It's uh, definitely one you need to see there. And the runner-up is podcast said Lawrence of Arabia. Shame. Yeah, that's one I haven't seen either. Shame. <laughs> The Tasteless Podcast haven't seen Casablanca. Shame. Lisa C. hasn't seen 12 Angry Men. Shame. Matt Neglia hasn't yet had a chance to see Intouchables. Shame. The Real Horror Show Podcast hasn't seen Silence of the Lambs. Shame. The Box Office Boys have not yet seen Cinema Paradiso. Shame. The Dare Daniel Podcast says, I love Kurosawa. I'm ashamed. I haven't seen Rushman yet. However... Everyone who's watched it tells me something completely different. <laughs> Shame. Ian Bulaklav says, I'll go with two. Fritz Lang's M and Leon the Professional. Shame. And we've got a bunch of other different one-offs here, but we do have a couple that got mentioned a lot. One here from JP Watts said she hasn't seen The Lord of the Rings. I assume that you mean all three. Shame. 
But the big two here that got mentioned a lot... Yeah, one of them from Movie Geek and Proud, not ashamed, but the film people would give me a hard time for, is Schindler's List. Shame! Mm. A lot of people said Schindler's List. But the biggest one that we saw on here, from Corey Tatum, The Godfather. Shame! Seems like it obviously would be one. If you haven't seen it, that would be probably the it highest It would stand one. out a lot. Yeah, for sure. Well, so everyone I, knows The Godfather. I do understand it'd be the biggest one on there. But thank you, everyone, for your responses. Shame. All right, for next week's question in the theme of Toy Story, we're going to ask, what is your favourite Pixar film? And that will be our top five for next week. So we'll give you our top five Pixar films. All right, let's take a look at the recent matches in our Best Director tournament. For our fifth match, we had Ridley Scott beat Lee Unkridge with an 89% win. Very dominant. Uh, In the sixth match, we had Joel and Ethan Cohen knocking out in round one Hayao Miyazaki with 69% of the vote. And our match seven was a bit more one-sided. David Fincher destroying Pete Doctor with an 89% victory. No surprises there. Look at this close one here. Match eight, Sergio Leone against Denis Villeneuve. Sergio Leone got the cookies this time, 53% to 47. Very Very close. Very close. Closest one so far. Yeah, for me, this was definitely, I think, the hardest one of the round. Yeah, I would agree too. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows. Okay, we won't be doing any matchups this week because we have our draft, so we'll give you the next four matches next week. Very good. All right, we're going to take another short break here, give you a promo from the Shooting Breezes podcast, and we'll be back on the other side with what else we've been watching. Hey, Brad, do you know what I hate? Minorities? No. I hate it when I'm at dinner parties and I feel like everyone's a little bit smarter than me. Yeah, and I just don't have the time to read up on things. Well, that's a lie. I do have the time. I just want it to be easier. You know what's easier? Podcasts. That's right. And we've got a podcast, don't we? Yeah, and the whole point of it is that we do the hard work for people. We find the most interesting international news stories and discuss them in a fun and relaxed way. Probably should mention the name. Ah, good idea, Jackie. Shooting Breezes. And you can find us just about anywhere. Head over to shootingbreezes.com to find out more. Okay, now that we're into the next part of the podcast, just a quick heads up. We will not be spoiling the movies we're about to discuss, so have no fear. All right, Dean, how many films did you watch this fortnight? I actually only managed to watch five movies this fortnight. What that about you? so soft. I know, I know. I think in the first week, I watched none. <laughs> I've got to hold up. What did you team. watch? I watched seven. <laughs> seven, yeah. I mean, it's similar. <laughs> All right, so since you've seen a couple more than me, why don't you kick it off this week? All right, my number seven film for the week is another garbage film, Action Point. Yeah, I saw this film and I thought, hmm, what is this film? I'll have a look at the cast. What do we got? Oh, Johnny Knoxville. Pass. Yeah, what a travesty of a film this is. I can't believe you watched it. Whatever. <laughs> it was never going to be good. I know. Ever. Johnny Knoxville trying to reminisce on the good old days of Jackass by slopping together this poorly told story about a guy trying to save his terrible theme park by making the rides more dangerous. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> like, really? Of course. I mean, the stunts are mediocre. The acting is horrible. Chris Pontius could easily go for worst actor of the year. The subplot between Knoxville and his daughter is lame. I mean, was I expecting anything at all in the acting story side of things? No. We all know we're here for the stunts, and they're just not good. They're not what they used to be. Oh, and just like Sandler's got to dress up like a woman, of course Knoxville's got to dress up like an old man as well in this film. He loves her. He does. It's terrible, though. (laughs) Seriously, they should have gone with another Jackass movie if they were going to make something again and go all out on the crazy stunts we all know and love. But this isn't even a hidden camera film like Bad Grandpa. It's actually a genuine movie that was always going to be bad, but I didn't think it would be this bad. The only reason this isn't as bad as the week of is because excluding the credits, it clocks in at a brisk hour and 16 minutes. (laughs) And it's still a massive waste of time. Avoid it like a kick in the balls. Very well said. Okay, my number six film for the week is Breaking In. What's that about? I don't think I've heard of it. You're very lucky to not have, Dean, because Breaking In is about a woman who fights to protect her family during a home invasion and has Gabrielle Union in it. She's a singer? No, I don't think so. Why do I know that name? If you want me to rejog your memory, she's in Bring It On. She's in Bad Boys 2 as the sister. Okay. She's in 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay, that's okay. She's an actress. Yes, she is an actress. Yes, but obviously this is yet another bad film. The problem with this film is that it is so forgettable. I watched it, like, last week, and I can barely remember anything about it anymore. The acting is subpar. The characters are bleh. It's not thrilling or chilling. It's forgettable and boring. Pass. Very well said. All right, Dean, why don't you jump into the conversation? What's your number five film for the week? Okay, my number five film is Patient Zero. 
Yikes. What do you mean, yikes? What do you know about this movie? Enough. I know enough. All you know is that you haven't heard of it. So it must be bad. Excuse me, I have heard of it. Oh, really? I've seen the ratings. I've seen some reviews. Apparently, it was made in like 2015 and Sony just would not release it. I wonder why. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is a B grade. I mean, that's pretty generous. This is a D grade zombie flick (laughs) with an unusually good cast, including Natalie Dormer, Matt Smith, Stanley Tucci, and John Bradley. Couple of Game of Thrones alums there. The majority of the film takes place in an underground bunker involving a group of scientists, a group of military men, all pretty standard stuff. In that aspect, I did definitely get some Day of the Dead vibes from it, which instantly turned me off it. Maybe Shane will love it. (laughs) This one, thankfully, is slightly better than Day of the Dead. (laughs) Patient Zero is not a good film, but it is short, just like Action Plan, thankfully. Action Point. Action Point. It's never really boring, though, which surprised me. And the action scenes are just okay. Mm. Barely okay. Not really selling me on this one. The plot, I'm not trying to. The (laughs) plot is borderline ridiculous, even for a zombie movie, which you sort of let a bit go with zombie films, but it's ridiculous. And it never really goes anywhere either. Honestly, I didn't hate it, but I would definitely not recommend it. Okay. All right. I kind of expected that. Yeah. Okay. What is your number five film of the week? My number five film for the week is The Meg. The Meg. There are things out there. You need to find it and kill it. Why don't you just put a tracker on it? You guys ever watch Shark Week? This is almost a case of false advertising, really. Why? The trailer made it Is out- it not a shark film? The trailer made it out to be a somewhat campy, goofy film that was almost making fun of itself. There's none of that in the actual film. This takes itself way too seriously for the film it is. I mean, it is a overall dumb film. I get that. So I pushed my critic glasses off for this one and pushed past the typical things like, why would you do that when you could do this instead and solve all your problems? And there's no way that would happen if this happened. But it's still not entertaining. It's boring. The fact that it's a PG-13 rated film is a big factor for this. Yeah, apparently Eli Roth was actually down to direct this film as an R-rated film. The studio came in and said, no way. And he left it. He said, well, I'm not doing it if it's PG-13. Very rarely would I say that Eli Roth directing it would make it better. (laughs) But I would here. For a movie about a humongous shark killing and eating everyone in its path, there is absolutely bugger all violence. No blood, no limbs, just people getting eaten whole. Well... Yawn. I mean, in fairness, I've seen the posters. The size of this thing is ridiculous. It's not really going to take a bite out of you, is it? But you see, that's why I think Deep Blue Sea is so damn entertaining and why this isn't. It's because of that stupid, over-the-top violence. This has none of that. Yeah. I mean, a film like this should, at minimum, be fun. Exactly. And that's all I wanted, but yeah. I couldn't get that. Surprisingly, Jason Statham is the best part of this film. Yeah, it's never good. I, yeah. I actually I actually liked the trailer of this. I, I saw, yeah. the, saw the trailer and thought, oh, yeah, that looks, that looks like it's it could be okay. Like it. Nothing okay. like it. The female lead, who I can only assume is casted because she's a big star in Asian cinema, because this is where the film is actually trying to get most of its money from. It's set in and China. And it is. Yeah. It is cleaning exactly. up it's in the international well. box office. I don't know what she's like in her native language, but in regards to her English acting... Probably fluent. She's not good. She's not good at all. The chemistry between her and Statham is non-existent. And when I say non-existent, I mean there is nothing there. It is so shoehorned in, it is cringy. All the side characters are awful. Ruby Rose is here to fill out the LGBT quota, I guess, as she gets nothing to do. She's given nothing to do in this film. The character of DJ is embarrassingly stereotypical in one note, as is every other side character. I honestly don't know any of their names. It's that forgettable, just like this film. Just skip it. Fair enough. I look forward to the many, many sequels it will spawn. Most likely. We did get a couple of reviews here from you, the listeners, on The Meg. One from Tyler Howitt said, You think you know what you're in for when you sit down for a movie called The Meg. I was expecting campy and cheesy and funny, but it was not funny. Not cheesy enough. And it took itself way too seriously. 
I completely agree with you, Tyler. One here from the Rusted Robot Podcast. We saw it. We enjoyed it. It was exactly what you'd expect from a giant shark movie with Jason Statham. Of course, he appeared shirtless. Great silly fun. Seven out of ten rivets. That's our patented Rusted Robot Podcast rating system. (laughs) Another one here from the Three Musketeers Podcast. We enjoyed it thoroughly. Fans of the shark horror genre, it was just the right level of cheese and dread. I'm happy that you enjoyed it. I did not. The Piecing It Together Podcast. Oh, wow. That shark is about to murder that guy. This is going to be gory and awesome. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Splash of water. Cut to next scene. (laughs) Pretty much sums up the movie. One here from Marshall Burnham. I turbo loved it. Loaded with edge of the seat fun. What I liked the most is they made it believable. Made me believe it was all possible so it had more impact. Fair Mm. enough. Fair enough. And another one here from Paul from the Countdown Podcast. Where do I start? Insultingly stupid. Poorly acted with pointless characters and ropey special effects. The Meg is a perfect example of a film that should have been so much more. When Jason Statham is the best actor in your film, you have a massive problem. Unlucky. (laughs) The Real Horror Show podcast said The Meg was a delightful little romp. And the Soul Forge podcast said, a great time at the movies. Fun, fast, with a few genuine scares. Great diversity in the cast. No major complaints. Nice Star Trek references. Soul Forge podcast recommends it as a pleasant check-your-brain-at-the-door evening of popcorn entertainment. So thank you very much for your input there, everyone. All right, what's your number four film? All right, my number four film is American Animals. Okie dokie. Haven't seen this yet. You've heard of it, though? I definitely have heard of it, yeah. Come on, who are you talking to? Well. Good comeback. (laughs) I don't know. I got nothing. American Animals is about a group of college students who are attempting to steal some extremely rare and valuable books. This is a true story. And what this film does differently to most others is that throughout the film, we are continually shown interviews with the real-life people that the characters are based on. Now, whilst this sounded to me like it would add a lot of authenticity to the film, what it ended up doing was actually taking away from the actors playing the parts. Now, we are so ultra aware that they aren't the real people because we are continually being shown who the real people actually are. Does it feel like one of those reenactment shows, like the Crime Stoppers ads? Well, not really, because it's, <laughs> it's not poorly made, and those things are just <laughs> laughably bad. But also feel like there's the plot is so... Like, thin. There's not enough there to make a full-length film. These characters are so forgettable. They lack any real chemistry between them. And you got this core group of, you know, three or four guys. It's just the banter is non-existent. The main character in particular is very poorly casted. But the thing is, I wouldn't know that if I wasn't constantly being shown who the real-life person was. The film didn't amount to much, just showed me how stupid young men could be, which I already knew. Pass. Okay, I look forward to watching that so I can contradict you. Is it getting good reviews? Yeah, not too bad. It's sitting at a 7.2 on IMDb. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I look forward to see what you think of it. Okay, what's your number four? My number four film for the week is Skyscraper. Nice. Yeah, this is nearly the same as The Meg, just not as bad. Uh, Just not as bad. Essentially everything I said about the Meg. No, because Skyscraper is fun. No, it's not. The only difference between this and the Meg is that The Rock makes for a better movie, but it's still not good. It has one note and boring characters. It has terrible action. It's just incredibly cliche and forgettable. It's good. No, it's not. Just stop. It is. It's not. It's not. It's cheesy and dumb and boring. No. I mean, it's cheesy and dumb, but it's not boring. No. The action's good. And it's fun. No. I completely disagree with you. It was not fun. This movie can get stuffed. Okay. All right, Dean, what's your number three film for the fortnight? Okay, I went and saw Black Klansman. Okie doke. Why don't you tell me about that film? Black Klansman tells the true story of Ron Storworth, a detective in Colorado Springs in the late 70s who goes undercover in the KKK. Now, firstly, I knew extremely little about this film going mm-hmm. in. Um, I had seen the poster, which has John David Washington in Full KKK get up. So, I didn't really understand. I thought, how the hell is a black guy going (laughs) to infiltrate the KKK? Now, firstly, it's it's not actually him who physically infiltrates. The trailer gives that away. Oh, I never saw the trailer or anything. So, he's he's on the phone speaking to KKK guys and you've got Adam Driver who's sort of playing, playing this guy, infiltrating, you know, in person. Okay, I, I like this film. I did like this film to a point. It's... Fairly well made, very well acted, and the plot is interesting and it's different enough to keep me curious throughout the entire movie. There was never an issue with that at all. The outrageousness of what transpires and the fact that it actually happened 
was always going to make a film worth watching. Yep. The issue I have with it is that there is zero subtlety at play here. Spike Lee hammers us over the head with his message of how bad the white man is that I felt like I was watching propaganda. There is no room for any grey in this film whatsoever. There's no ambiguity or open for interpretation to it at all. Now, I understand that with this subject matter, there's obvious atrocities that we're being shown, but the way Spike Lee does it, it feels manipulative. Okay. Overall, though, it, as I said, it is a solid story, and I do recommend you go and see it. Like, it is- oh, I'm going to go see it. It's an enjoyable film. Yeah. It's high up on my watch It's list. just like, I, have you seen any other Spike Lee films? Honestly, I think the only one I have seen is Inside Man. So, it is a gap in my movie catalogue that I need to fill. Yeah, for me, I've seen Inside Man. I've also seen 25th Hour as well. But I haven't seen... I know he's well known to do a lot of, like, Malcolm X, Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing is one that I really want to watch. Yeah, these strong, like, powerful films about racism that he's obviously very, very, very passionate about. Yeah. I'm not sure what they're like, but this, honestly, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I get it. Like, it's just non-stop for two hours, like how bad the white man is. It just it got under my skin a bit, honestly. Okay, fair yep. enough. Yeah, so that's Black Klansman. All right, I'll still see it. Oh, of course, yeah. I want you to see yeah. it. And I had a good time with it, actually. <laughs> Funny story, I went and saw it, right? I went and saw it one afternoon, wife and kids were at home. She obviously knew what I was doing. She sends me a message halfway in the movie. I had no joke. I hear my phone vibrate in my pocket. And I was like, oh, what's this? I have a, have a sneaky little look in the cinema. Yeah. How's the movie? What? <laughs> I'm like, are, are you serious? Like, what? Come on, Brit. What are you doing? There's no way I'm replying to that. <laughs> Good. Fuck off. <laughs> nah, love you, babes. Um, yeah, I just, I've never, <laughs> never had that happen. Wow. Good one, Brit. Yeah. Yeah, so what's your number three film now, Hendo? All right, this is where the rating scale shoots up. You had Skyscraper at four, which was at a two. We're now up to a 4.5. Oh, wow. Yeah, for the next three. My number three film for the Fortnite is Mission Impossible Fallout. Really? Yes. Number three. Number three. This movie kicked some serious ass, didn't it? It really did. Yeah. Seriously, Tom Cruise is a bloody maniac. The feats that this guy will go through to get the shots he wants is amazing. And the ankles. Yes, of course. Good one. And it shows on the screen as the action on display here is a spectacle. Everyone is saying this is one of the best action films of the decade, and I have to agree. It's incredibly entertaining. It's good to see all these characters back again, getting their own time to shine. Henry Cavill's mustache is a particular standout, but it's actually Rebecca Ferguson who steals the whole show for me. I could easily watch an Ilsa Faust solo film, for sure. In terms of the story, I actually think it's unnecessarily convoluted at times. And in particular, the White Widow character and subplot felt like filler. Tom Cruise also felt a bit flat on the acting side. What? He's definitely shown more acting chops in previous installments in this franchise, for sure. And some of the decisions made by certain people felt a bit out of character and kind of dumb. Name one. Right at the start, when the plutonium gets stolen. What kind of dumbass move is that? To leave it sitting on the ground next to the car, run out, oh, oh, where's the plutonium? That was, that was a clunky scene at yeah, the start. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, oh, that's, a, that's a bit dumb. I think by the time the movie finished, I'd forgotten about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Still, this was an awesome experience of a film that I haven't had since I saw Mad Max Fury Road in all its big screen glory. It's nowhere near as good as that, but it still was a really great film. Fair enough. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, I did more than like it. You put it at third. With a 4.5. Fight me. <laughs> All, right. All right, Dean. What's your number two film? Hereditary. Okay. Definitely. I'll be watching it this week for sure. For sure. Mm, I recommend you do. Do you know much about it? No, not. I. Not you want to know what I knew about it? The poster. Okay. I, I've been pretty good avoiding trailers lately. I know it's got a, some stuff to do about Dolls, doll houses, um, family struggles, like yep. re- very little. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's all like first minute stuff, yep. so that's fine. Yeah, so it's basically it's about a family in America who are trying to cope with the loss of the grandma figure of the house. Yep. Okay, I won't say any more because the less you know, the better. All I'll say is that this story went to places I really wasn't expecting, and I was glad, I was really, really glad I didn't know it was coming. There are genuine shocks and surprises in this film. Tony Collette is a fucking gem in this. Yeah. She is amazing. Like, I'm not sure she gets the credit that she's deserved. I've heard a lot of people say that she's fantastic. But they're like, like you said, not enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's this is powerhouse. Yeah, 
her performance, it's so courageous and aggressive, but soft and like in pain at the same time. Her character is conflicted throughout the movie, and Colette does an amazing job at demonstrating that. The tone of this movie is phenomenal as well. It's it's eerie, it's it's really unsettling, and it maintains it expertly. I wasn't a huge fan of the very end of the film, but a great film that needs more attention nonetheless. I think you'll like it. Cool. I'll definitely be getting to it this week. Good stuff. What are we up to? Number two for you? All right. My number two film is Foxtrot. You finally I watched finally it. finally got to watching it. And do you know what Foxtrot is about? No. Again, I know the poster's orange. Okay. It's, it's an... Don't you give away anything. I'm going to tell you the very start of the movie. Okay. It is an Israeli film. Oh, just tell me the end next time. <laughs> it's about a- Israeli film? I don't think I've seen an Israeli film. Well, I recommend you see this one to start off with. Is it? I'm going to put you on the spot here a bit. The best Israeli film you've ever seen. <laughs> well, Dean, you'd be surprised to know that this is the only Israel film I've seen. I am shocked. Shocked. No, so yeah, you are correct. This is my favourite Israeli film of it is all time. The greatest Israeli film of all time. But this film is actually about a couple, Michael and Daphna, who receive terrible news about their soldier son, who serves in a desolate checkpoint in the middle of nowhere. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, please say no more about the plot. This film starts off so bloody strong. Does it? Good. An absolute emotional wallop, with some fantastic acting from Lior Ashkenazi. Not even close. No, that's perfect. Who plays the father, Michael. He completely sold me on this film as he just soaks up the screen with easily one of the best performances of the year. The film keeps you involved too with a change in events about a third of the way through that completely throws you through a loop. I said this with Die Hard. This film is the epitome of a three-act structure. Is that similar to Die Hard? In regards to a structure, yes. You think every movie has a three-act structure? Sue me. Anyway, the second act is such a sharp turn in an emotional style, which felt needed at that point. Was it sagging? No, no. No, it, it was not sagging. Never sagged. Never sagged. Still, overall, I think this is the weakest point of the film, but it does finish off with a massive holy shit moment and brings you back in at a whiplash pace, which moves perfectly into the final act, which continues the fantastic acting and character building and relationships so well. Even though it is spoken about several times during the film, I didn't know how the foxtrot played a role in the film, especially being the title of the film itself. But once we get a bit more focus on it towards the end and the way the film ultimately concludes, it makes perfect sense. Speaking of the ending, the last couple of shots is the only real thing I'm having an issue with with the film. I want to discuss it a bit more, so Dean, just go and I'll, hurry up I'll and leave it. the room. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to myself. I'll talk to the <laughs> listeners. Hey, guys, what do you think? <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. All right, now we can be honest. No, Dean, <laughs> That film sucked. Isn't going to make him watch it. No. Seriously, get out there and watch it, mate, because this film was fantastic. No, I will. I will. I can't believe you give it four and a half. That's insane. That's it's, massive. Yeah, it's it's really good. Okay, I'm pumped. You probably you probably shit on it. Oh, is it like that? Like faces and places. No, actually, gonna, no, don't go see it because it, you're gonna hate it. it. Is it that movie that has some old blind lady that sounds awesome? <laughs> okay, Dean, we're up to our number one film. Here we go. Oh, I think I'm pretty sure it's the same film. It is most definitely the same film. Here we go. Three, two, one. Upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> Go? Yeah, no, I'll go. I've got notes, so... I have two. No, I might, might have better, though. No, yours not. not. No, look, look, ready? Oh, 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 yeah. What a massive surprise. Hey, shut was. up. <laughs> well, damn, that's a hell of a movie. It is tight. It is really, really tight. It's not a long movie by any stretch, but it throws you so fully into this future world, you forget you're not watching a world you actually live in. These huge sci-fi elements really don't feel all that implausible. Lee Winnell has hit it out of the park, big time. The camera shots here throughout are so unusual and gripping that he's created a super intense experience, and more importantly, an original one. Logan Marshall Green is made for this. His down-to-earth feel suits this movie. He is us here. He is the character who's old school, resisting the new technology that everyone else is embracing. So when he starts to get his so-called upgrade, a new level is added. His performance is a standout. He is in almost every single scene, and if he didn't nail this unique performance here, the movie would not work at all. Mm -hmm. His robotic movements, his almost like dual personality in play here is flawless. Tom Hardly no more. (laughs) 
Do not underestimate the genius of this film. I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, what a massive surprise this was. A very fun, high-tech, fast-paced, gritty romp. The futuristic backdrop was blended so well with our modern ways. It's yeah. always at least interesting to see different visions of the future in films. It's another to actually enjoy it too. Like you said... Logan Marshall Green as Grey here was great in the lead role, hamming it up when he needed to while turning on the emotion at various points too. The action was on crack, man. Mm. Lee Wanell throws in these interesting directing styles and shots to make it feel more robotic. Oh, those, those ca- I'm thinking about it now, those camera angles where yeah. the whole camera just like moves as though it's attached to him like a puppet. It's just... It's nuts. Even the way, yeah, he moved. It felt like he was upgraded when, yeah. when it happened. Oh, yeah. And the way the camera followed him at times drove that point home. Yeah, yeah. The story is simplistic yet intriguing too. It made for an easy watch. If I had any issues with the film is that it's a bit predictable at points, and I think that random cop was a bit unnecessary and slowed the film down when it was focusing on her. Still, this was an absolute blast to watch from beginning to end. Yeah. One of the best of the year so far. A very good chance you'll be hearing about this at the end of the year again. Yeah, I would agree with all that you've said as well. All right, we've got a couple of reviews here from you guys. One from the Movie Geek and Proud podcast who said, One of the best movies and action movies of the year. Lee Wanell did an amazing job with this film. Uh, one here from Paul at the Countdown Pod. Fantastic film, which caught me completely by surprise. The action is unique, the script excellent, and it was all done on a minuscule budget, made to look five times larger. Loved it. Great review there, Paul. Mackenzie Lambert said, same basic concept as the upcoming Venom, but goes in Death Wish direction, and instead of a symbiote, the main has HAL 9000 inside him, which is far more terrifying. Star-making turn by Logan Marshall Green. Love the sin score by Jed Palmer. Yeah, thanks everyone for the reviews there. All right, that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks again to Sam and Stacey at Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. Loved having you guys on. Fantastic time it was. Don't forget, guys, if you want to help support us, head on over to Patreon and check out all our rewards and benefits for you. But until then, we will see you next week for Toy Story. Toy Story. Bye. Bye. Bye.